0: Star Wars 7x7 episode 2147. Well, where were we? <laughs> Before we were so rudely interrupted by Mandalorian Season 2 rumors, we were talking about The Last Jedi and about its similarities and differences to The Empire Strikes Back. Well, we're going to pick that up today by looking at some structural similarities. Punch it! Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivon, and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, let's talk about The Last Jedi and The Empire Strikes Back. Um, You know, the thing that sort of inspired at least this particular uh, episode of the podcast is that there had been a meme going around years ago, and it was basically pictures, two pictures of the same... Crowd of protesters with torches and pitchforks and whatnot. And the first picture of them had, you know, Star Wars fans complaining after The Force Awakens that it was too similar to Star Wars that they already knew. And then the same picture with Star Wars fans complaining about The Last Jedi that it was too different from the Star Wars that they (laughs) knew. But it turns out that The Last Jedi, when you look at it from a structural perspective, is actually. You know, Pretty similar to The Empire Strikes Back. And even when you look at it thematically, which we will talk about tomorrow, it's pretty similar as well. But today we're going to stick with structure. So, we talked about the setup of The Force Awakens on a previous episode and how J.J. Abrams essentially delivered... The Empire Strikes Back scenario to Ryan Johnson when the baton was passed, for the most part. But there was that one compelling image of Luke on Octo, and essentially that's you know sort of an Empire Strikes Back situation, right? Luke arriving on Dagobah and meeting Yoda. Well, here we have it happening at the end of The Force Awakens with Rey arriving on Octo and meeting Luke for the first time. Meanwhile, we have the Resistance evacuating from Dakar, and because of the fact that The Last Jedi is happening immediately after the events of The Force Awakens. The evacuation of Dakar doesn't really map against the evacuation from Hoth exactly at the beginning of The Empire Strikes Back. It's probably closer in in its way to the evacuation of Yavin 4, which obviously we didn't see on screen, but you had to presume happened pretty quickly after the events of A New Hope because... Gosh, they knew where the Rebel base was, and even though they blew up their station, you know, that's where the Rebels are, and so they gotta get out of there. In fact, the first uh, Princess Leia limited edition comic series, you know, five-issue series, that had the evacuation of Yavin 4 partially depicted in that series. But from there, the movies, The Last Jedi and The Empire Strikes Back, are rather similar in that they branch off into three different storytelling lines. And two of them were actually shown in The Empire Strikes Back, one of them was not, but it is shown in The Last Jedi. So. When in The Empire Strikes Back, everybody evacuates off of Hoth, we have Luke going off on his own to train with Yoda, and then we have Han and Leia trying to escape the Empire and having their own adventure, and then the one we didn't see on screen was the Rebel Fleet escaping from Hoth, and where did they go? I believe, if I remember right, in Legends, it was 30 ships that made it off-planet, but that something like 13 of them had been shot down, the transports and whatnot, so only 17 transports survived, but they had to go rendezvous with the rest of the Rebel Alliance somewhere. We never saw that on screen, and, you know, on the podcast before, I've said, you know, that the, the chase with the Resistance fleet and the First Order was not particularly compelling for me, at least, and so, you know, I feel like, When it comes to The Empire Strikes Back, I'm glad that we didn't see what was going on with the Rebel fleet because I don't feel like it necessarily would have been as compelling either as what was happening with our heroes. And so, again, for The Last Jedi, we have Rey following the Luke path, we have the Resistance fleet following the Rebel fleet path, and we have Finn and Rose taking on the Han and Leia adventure along with BB-8. And in a similar fashion to Han and Leia, they end up in a glorious place which turns out to be not quite as lovely as it seems and they are betrayed by a smooth talking scoundrel who is not putting all of his cards on the table. I'll grant you that it's definitely different in The Empire Strikes Back versus The Last Jedi because Lando has a lot of other people to think about and is trying to do the best he can in the given situation, whereas DJ in The Last Jedi has no responsibilities like that and so is only out for himself. So obviously his betrayal is a lot worse by comparison. And then you have Ray, who, in a similar fashion to Luke, leaves before her training was done. And, yeah, that's pushing it a little because there was a third lesson that Luke was going to teach her and it had some shots filmed, actually, and just didn't end up in the final cut of the movie, so... From the official perspective of the movie, Rey did not complete her Jedi training while she was with Luke and rushed off to go rescue her friends and that did not work very well. Rushed off to face Kylo Ren and he did not do what she thought he was going to do. She was not able to defeat him or turn him, just like Luke was not able to defeat Darth Vader. Obviously, turning him was not even in Luke's mind, but yeah, <laughs> and it really went south on Luke in a way that he never expected, and it went south on Rey in a way she never expected. And then we get to Crate, and the Battle of Crait funnily enough, actually, he has a lot of similarity to the Battle of Hoth, right? You've got the giant walkers, and there are regular walkers there as well. You've got the janky speeders that our heroes are using, <laughs> you know, just like the snow speeders in The Empire Strikes Back. You've got these ski speeders that the Resistance is using, and they are both largely ineffective against these... Enormous weapons that are fielded by the First Order or the Empire Strikes Back. Yes, it turns out that you know Luke is able to you know, direct people to use harpoons and tow cables for defeating the walkers and Empire, but they're not even able to get that close in The Last Jedi, and you know doesn't even work at all. But again, it turns out that the Jedi person involved in the whole scenario is the only one who has any kind of success during this battle and in this case, it's Rey showing up with Chewie and the Millennium Falcon and Diverting all the TIE fighters away and destroying all of them. So yeah, once again It's a Jedi that ends up being the most help in this particular battle And it all ends with a quiet moment between two of our heroes and as it turns out Two Jedi with Leia and Ray versus Leia and Luke at the end of The Empire Strikes Back. Yes, Leia wasn't a Jedi at the time, but it was certainly in her future and in her power. So, yeah, I, I think it, you know, might be stretching a little bit on that, but, you know, it's still kind of similar in its way. But yes, the individual details differ, and in some cases they, you know, differ greatly, and so... We're going to talk about that as well in our last couple of episodes where we dig deep into The Last Jedi. But for today, that is going to do it for this episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the curve be flattening for you wherever in the world you may be.